0: This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 post-game podcast, joined by James Perry, True Green on the board. Uh, James, thank you for doing this. Uh, it's kind of more fun to do this after wins than losses, in my opinion. What, what What do you say about that?
1: Absolutely. I know you say you don't determine your happiness based on the play of eighteen to 24-year-olds, but I think I do. And When I saw a Baylor a former Duke point guard on the opposite end of the court coaching the uh, UCF Knights, I thought we had a good shot tonight, but – No, I'm in a lot better mood. It's been a long couple of weeks waiting for a win, but they, uh, they came through the last 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, they slapped the floor, those UCF Golden Knights, and you thought it was going to be, you know, a game that just wasn't going to go our way. They shot, you know, 50%, uh, 52% from three, 62% in the first half. And even some of those shots down the stretch, you know, pretty well contested and just making some pretty tough threes. But you know, uh, the Bears did what they needed to do. They really dominated the the game in the paint, uh, which was kind of surprising. You know, because UCF's got some good size, and, and they're kind of known for you know their rebounding and and defense. And you know, the Bears got a lot inside. You know, Misi, Me- Josh, you know Langston going to the rim. You know, first of all, we got we got just got to give major props to Langston. You know, he just had a terrific game. Uh, definitely the player of the game. Ends up with uh, 24 points. Five for seven from three. Makes all of his free throws. Um, that's not a given <laughs> that guys make all their free throws. But good to see him do that. Seven rebounds also, um, which is terrific. So, uh, great game from him. You know, uh, Bridges ends up with 12. We get A pretty balanced scoring across the, the rest of the roster. Ray J with 11, eight assists. A good floor game from him. Made a big bucket late. Uh, you got got to be a little better on the free throws. He he missed three down the stretch. That that you wanted him to make at least two of those. And then uh, M- Misi with eleven had some spectacular plays. Uh, Josh with eight, and then Jacoby with eight, and then uh, Jaden Nunn rounding out the scoring with three. Uh, so you know, good good balance across the board. Uh, Jaden did some good things also, distributing the ball four assists. No no turnovers. Uh, the Bears end up with only nine turnovers on the night, which is terrific because they had quite a few early. Uh, so that's a good number. Just overall a gritty win on the road. You, you can't take any any uh, you know road wins for granted. And and even though UCF shot the ball really well from three, the big difference in the game was twenty made free throws for Baylor and only one for UCF.
1: Absolutely, no, you covered it well. I, you know, it took us a while, I think, to figure out we could go inside. You've had just some ridiculous athletic plays and. You know, his draft stock just keeps rising with his potential. He's still so raw, but, you know, he had a couple of, I think, one step from the free throw line and layup and a couple of dunks. He's playing under much more control now. Josh gave us big minutes. And, you know, once we started going inside, then it opened up the outside. You know, you mentioned they shot 52% from three. They had 14 threes. Somehow everybody has their best shooting game against us. But, you know, we shot 45% from three. We've talked about on the board a lot. In the big 12 our threes have been down for some reason i think it's just better defense probably but we were nine for 20 made good decisions on threes i think we had a couple kind of throw up at a end of a shot clock that that hurt our stats a little But yeah getting to the free throw line 25 times and only letting them go seven and as you often point out phenomenal free throw defense one for seven you know we made 19 more points from the strike than they did and the guys really showed showed some poise. You know, that game looked like it could get away from us, felt like we were down 20, but then it felt like we were tied at times. It was it was just a weird-feeling game, but they stayed in there. You know, the coaching staff, I'm sure, has worked so hard the last two weeks with these guys, the scouting, getting them ready, and it's hard to take those three, those three last losses. Those have been killers to lose all three of those games, especially one at home, but they came out tonight. Yeah, you go on the road, you don't know what that atmosphere is like in Orlando for the first time, and – and pull out a road win. Now we get two back at home and get some momentum going. That's what we need. And, you know, the Big 12 is is so strong top to bottom that, you know, where we are right now, we're right there. You're not – you know, it's not like you're four or five games out of it. I think you're you're now a game or two out. So you're right there.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, you want to take care of your home court. The uh, TCU result was very disappointing. Uh, Kansas State was pretty disappointing too in hindsight because I don't think Kansas State's very good. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, this game makes up for you, – you figure you're going to drop, you know, a, a couple games on the road that you should win. Yep. Felt like we played pretty well at Texas. Just, you know, they played better. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, th- you still this road win. You already got Oklahoma State in your back pocket. Uh, hopefully you can, you know, pick off some other road wins. You know, West Virginia. But, man, West Virginia's a lot tougher team than – especially at home. They beat Cincinnati tonight. Uh, they were down 10 late in the game and, and rally yep. you know feverishly to win that game so uh, no road games to be taken for granted but uh, hopefully you can get a couple more on the road and then if you just take care of home you know maybe drop one more uh, would be okay but preferably you win all the rest of your home games then then you're setting yourself up for a pretty good uh, postseason run you know Jacoby um, you know he was uh, missing in action that first half you know didn't do much uh, I don't maybe one shot attempt but it was good to see him get going. The thing I loved about him, you know, he he, he did, made some really good plays on defense, you know, drew a couple fouls, offensive charge, a couple, you know, box out, you know, got a flagrant, got to the foul line, hit free throws, hit the big three, terrific ball movement, Ray J. Dennis drives. I think he passed it to either Love or Bridges in the corner, and then they swung it to Jacoby for – or may, maybe I'm getting my plays mixed up, but but I, I remember a really good ball movement to, that led to that Jacoby-Waltzer three. And, Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. he just stayed active. There was that one play that showed the replay when Ray J dished it down to Eve, and Jacoby kind of set the screen, and you got you got to be where you're supposed to be, and it's easy if you're Jacoby. You know, scouts are watching. You got a couple points on the game to kind of disappear, and yeah. I know there's been stretches where Scotts had to sit him down for a little while, which you hate to have your potentially best player sitting on the bench, but Scott's got to put the best five out there, but he left him out there tonight. He played through it and, you know, ended up the stat line. wasn't great, but like you said, his his off-the-ball movement was really strong. He played – I think this may be his best defensive game I've seen in quite a while. I
0: thought he played good. He really –
1: you know, he had one of the big guys on him there at the end trying to back him down. He didn't let him. The guy just had to kick it out, and then we got the turnover. I think he was on the floor, you know, grasping the ball and called a quick timeout instead of getting tied up. So, he stayed active, and that's what you want. You just want some dogs out there, and even though – Somebody like him, a one-and-done five-star could be a, you know, if I'm not getting my minutes, then I'll see you later. He's um, he's all in. And so that's what we need. I think, you know, watching watching Scott on the sideline the last few games, you can tell he knows we're better than this. He knows our guys have it in him. It's just not clicking. We've had a couple, you know, bad bounces, lucky shots. You know, TCU was banking them in the other day. And 50-50 balls we weren't getting a couple games ago, those kind of things. But tonight, those last ten minutes, we – we got those balls. We got the three-pointers. We closed out. We hit the free throws. Yeah. Right. Like you said, right? Ray, Ray J missed a couple. Of, go 20 for 25, you can't complain. You just wish those misses weren't at the end and and uh we got to figure out how to close out games, but we did that tonight. So maybe that'll turn the corner.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think uh I was I was on a group text and a mentioned this. He said, you know, you'd rather take these learning moments um you, you know during the season uh, rather than postseason, you know, these younger guys are just learning how to deal with the pressure. Yep. You know, learn how to close out games, the attention to detail, and you know, UCF, even though they have an old team, they've they've struggled with that. Some, uh, they did a good job against Texas, <laughs> closing out that game on the road. Yep. Uh, but they had a big lead against Cincinnati. Cincinnati ends up, you know, beating them uh, pretty soundly. BYU, they were, they were up against BYU, and, and BYU comes back and and wins that game. They did close out Kansas at home, uh, but uh, you know tonight they you know they had an opportunity to extend the lead at times, and you know Baylor just stuck around enough to to give them a shot. You know down the stretch, and then they they pulled away. Great win for the Bears. Did you think that? Um, I I thought that one three early in the second half for UCF was definitely like a foot on the line. Do you, do you remember the play that I'm talking about? I, I
1: sure I sure thought so, and I'll say the announcers I know. These are local announcers. They didn't seem to know what was going on, like they'd yeah. never seen our fo- like they'd never seen our football out of bounds play before. Right, right, right. That, right. that yeah. confused them. But yeah, they didn't really show a good replay. But what I saw, it looked like not even a question. Yeah, there were a, yeah a couple of things I thought the refs could review. There was a potential goaltending one time that they didn't call. And right. actually, the other night, a, a referee came and told Jeremy Fudge and I on the sideline. Hey, we can't review something if we don't call it. So, sure. you know, I wish they I wish they made that call. But they review three pointers. They wait for the next dead ball and they review it. And it was stunning they didn't review that one. So, you know, you're going to get those weird calls sometimes, and hopefully half of them go your way. And we fought through it.
0: Yeah, I, I, although I I do think we got a pretty favorable whistle that that call at Ray J he only ends up getting yep, one absolutely. of the three free throws, but that was yeah a, a no, fortunate I was just call. About he. Yeah.
1: He, he put his shoulder into him pretty hard. You know, we got the flagrant that Jacoby drew, and, you know, those are always questionable calls, and it was legitimate. Yeah. But, yeah, Ray J drew that foul. It was brilliant to draw it as the buzzer hit, but I'll I'll take that call, and maybe those evened out.
0: I'm not sure. I'd have to re- look at the replay. It was a spectacular block, but I think that one block Misi M- M- had uh, – that was you know that they were oohing and on about i think the hit ball hit the backboard first but I, but i have to go back and look at it. <laughs> yeah i kind of
1: thought that too but time. you know it's you know
0: we we didn't you know langston had that drive and i think we you know got the return uh favor on that because you know i, I think yeah. that was a goaltend like like you mentioned earlier yeah
1: no i agree i will and, say you get know, you your langston I, I didn't hit on langston again earlier i didn't pick up on that you know you know so happy for langston i mean we needed him tonight we've needed him so many games he's the sixth man of the year in the big 12 i think that would be unanimous right now and the way he's playing these days but you know for a guy that had you know the eye injury last year we know you know just before the season he had a muscle injury that he had to work through and i mean i didn't think the guy was going to play this year if you'd asked me that six months ago so to see him come back and give us those kind of minutes and he just deserves this i mean he's a guy that could have been a you know, two and done kind of guy, and and just had to fight through injuries and tough times. So, we need him so much right now, and he's really coming through.
0: Yeah, and and hopefully, he's a Baylor Bear next year too, because he could be one of the stars in college basketball. I think he could, you know, have a terrific uh, junior season Absolutely. next year. Uh, Absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully in a Baylor uniform. The um, you know, I would say that um, uh, the announcers were like, you know, said that the palms, the waving of the palms was, was the greatest distraction Mm -hmm. in in college basketball. Would you agree with that? Is that, is that the most? Probably so, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: probably so. Yeah. Yeah. That probably beats the the giant Jamie Dixon or our guy who, or I think even our one guy that waves the pom-poms under the basket's a little stronger than some palms waving gently in the breeze.
0: I I had to laugh at that comment. He's like, uh, you know, we, we go 20 for 25 from the foul line and they said something like, uh, yeah, you know they're they're shooting into one of the biggest, uh, you know, the hardest uh, backgrounds in college basketball—the waving of the palms—and I was like, oh, well. yeah, well, they yeah, they had the much.
1: meatball, they had the <laughs> meatball contest during a timeout too, so it's a pretty it's a pretty wild scene down there.
0: Yeah, well, the, if the Baylor Bears are known for anything, it's it's great comebacks in the in the city of Orlando. We've had we've had a absolutely. Couple this year. We're uh, two for two. football broke their hearts too i think they had a 99.9 percent winning probability at at one point in that game yes um any anything else that you want to mention as far as like things that stood out to you um i mean the turnover i I, i'd be curious i i I don't i'm gonna try to see if i can get the first half stats i think baylor yeah i I, don't have
1: the halves i don't have the halves you know you know it's funny Eve felt like he had a 20.10 yeah. rebound game and he only had 11 but it was a heck of an impactful and lesson. only he two one
0: rebounds re- right or one rebound had, that's it
1: I, I, I show one yeah Josh had three you know maybe my stats on ESPN are off but but it, it didn't feel like he wasn't getting rebounds so sometimes the stats are just bizarre but you know Jalen had six and like you said Langston had seven you get you get seven rebounds out of Langston love you're um you're you're in a good place but Like you said, overall, you know, it's somebody like a Jaden Nunn who I know is taking a lot of heat on the board, but I think the team's using them well, you know, put them in when you need them and Langston takes his role, but you know, the staff has worked so hard the last three or four games to just find the five that are going to work. You know, sometimes there'll be a lineup out there and, you know, I like the guy, but often it's because Caleb's out there and you just don't know where the offense is going to come from. Right. And, and they just fight and fight and tonight, Langston was feeling it. Langston's usually getting minutes anyway, but they found the five that were going to put the ball in the hoop, and those same five were playing defense, and I think Scott's trying to figure out sometimes, do I need offense or defense out there, but sometimes when you've got two or three guys that just aren't going to score, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to fight through that four-minute stretch, and they found the combination tonight, And but, you know, people like Jaden were critical, and, you know, Caleb given a few good minutes, you know, missed a three that could have really turned the momentum at, at one point, but real active and, you know, stats don't show up a whole lot, but you just got to have those guys, you know, there's been talk on the board about some misses we've had here and there, but you know, you got 12 guys out there and you need them in practice. You need them for three minutes here, four minutes there. You never know. And you know, five guys can't play 40 minutes. The math yeah. doesn't work. So, and, you know, and there's only, there's only 200 minutes to go around any game. So you got to give the guy a breather every now and then. And, you know, we got down seven or eight a couple times, maybe even nine, but, it never felt out of hand and they finally just fought and fought and you look up and we're down one and we take the lead.
0: And and I want to shout out, uh, Jonathan Chama for something. he Yes. He, he only played one minute or, but, he, but yeah. you know, he had the turnover, but I don't, if you remember that layup by Jaden Nunn, yep. um, you know, Flo Thamba was so good at this. It just like pinning his man, you know, posting, acting like he's posting up but not letting his man get to the rim to defend the rim and and then that led to a wide open layup from Jaden Nunn. So that, that was a play that often goes unnoticed um in the box score. You know, just a terrific uh screen uh from from John to, to allow for that easy wide open layup from Jaden. And also listen to this stat. I, I just looked up the first half stats. We had eight turnovers at the break. So we end up mm-hmm. with nine. So we go to the second one. half with one. Wow. uh we yeah. had eleven assists and eight turnovers in the second half. Uh we have eight assists and one turnover. Uh so that was a huge difference. And then at halftime we're three for four from the free throw line. We hmm. we, we go we make seventeen free throws in the second half. So uh those are big numbers, big reason why the Bears won. You know, the offense uh was clicking against a really good defensive team and uh even even with a with a great um effort from UCF on uh, you know, three-point line. The the Bears were able to to get the win uh, because of those great numbers. The one turnover in yeah. the second half, and then the uh, obviously did did a lot of damage at the free throw line.
1: Yeah, yeah, we took care of the ball, like you said. They slapped the four, and we kind of took over at that point. I think we, <laughs> I think, think we knew what was going on. You know, each each win only counts as one, and a loss counts as one. But you know, last week against TCU felt like two or three losses, and tonight felt like two or three wins. So. Like you say, if you lose one at home, you got to steal one on the road, and now we get now we get to come home and two really tough games ahead of us, no doubt. I mean, I think every game is going to be tough, but two really tough home games against a couple good teams with Iowa State and Tech coming up. But the guys got some confidence back. I think they're going to come home with their swagger. They're going to feel good. The coaches know what worked, what didn't work, and get back to
0: work. Yeah, you look you look at um, the Ken Palm A games. This was considered an A game, top seventy five yep. on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Iowa State is 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 an a game texas tech at home's a b you know if they were top 25 uh
1: texas, right. texas 27 yeah. in campon yeah, i think they're 27 right yeah. now so it's right on the so a, it can yeah. be an a
0: yeah obviously at kansas is is a very difficult game but but your only b games left are texas at home uh west virginia on the road and then and that's then it. texas tech at home right now yeah uh yeah, you know obviously it. everything else is going to be really difficult to, but um but you know, I, I I like you know the Bears. Uh, I think have the talent to compete with anyone, and and um, hopefully this is a stepping stone in the right direction. And
1: uh, I agree. You know. I mean, one thing the announcers did say at the end, which I agreed with, after they got over the palm fronds, was you know they said if you have eight out of Jacoby Walker and you win a game like this on the road, you got to feel pretty good. Yeah. Because right. you know he's going to have a twenty-eight point game. He's going to have a nineteen point game. He's going to hit a three like he did the other night in overtime, but. If he only gets eight but stays active and you get 24 out of Langston and you get Ray J to kind of take over at the end and and take care of the ball, and like you said, one turnover, second half, you're going to win a lot of games.
0: Yep, and and uh, Jalen Bridges, you know, kind of a quiet game. His normal game from him, you know, 12 yep. and 6. Uh, but I love the five assists and one turnover. Didn't force bad shots. Had an opportunity late in the game. I was like screaming at television, take that shot when he was wide open from three. I agree. And, yeah. and he, like, you know, passes to Ray J. Ray J ends up getting a layup on that play. Uh, killed yep. some more time on, you know, but uh, I have a lot of confidence in Jalen to make those open threes. I, I, I'd almost like to see him take that. But um, but he,
1: I agree. I, yeah, I said the same thing. He never turns those shots down. But yeah. like you said, he killed, killed another five or six seconds, which was big. But yep. he's so smooth when he has that wide open three. I, I, I was doing a little yelling myself.
0: But he did a really good job of getting in the lane not turning the ball over and, and dishing it out to open three point shooters. And, and, uh, you know, that was a key, key thing. You know, I thought he, uh, really showed a lot of poise and maturity and, and it was a big reason why we won the game. So shout out to Jalen bridges. Um, shout out to the Baylor bears and the coaching staff. Great road win. Uh, hopefully there'll be a big crowd. You know, it will, it will be big and it'll be sold out, man, the students, um, my son is a student at Baylor and, uh, tried to get tickets and within five minutes, all the student tickets were sold out, which is awesome. I mean, you gotta, you gotta love it.
1: Yeah, it's getting hard. Uh, you know, those first couple of games they got him, but when the kids got back, I, um, I've heard the same thing from several folks, their kids couldn't get tickets and they couldn't believe it. So,
0: yep. I took care of him. He's got tickets to the game. He and a buddy are going to go, but, uh. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing I think for for students to have some urgency and hopefully that student section will be rocking the rest of the year. I'm sure it will be. Yeah,
1: the ab- the atmosphere is just phenomenal. Students are doing a good job. I think the crowd's in it. The, I think they're still figuring out game day atmosphere. But it's man, I'm so glad we got in the foster and didn't wait till the fall. I mean, yeah. you know, I know we're still ironing out some kinks and you know, folks that aren't in the arena have have some comments on that i understand but (laughs) but you know it is such a home court advantage and this is what we've been waiting for and what scott and these guys deserve is to have that kind of home court advantage hopefully the fans will bring the noise again and take care of business at home on saturday
0: well thanks to guys like you and jeremy and countless others that have donated uh given so much to the program it's it's you know a huge blessing to the rest of us fans and uh thank you for all you do and um any updates on drew i uh, any what's what's the latest uh, on him uh as, as far as like his uh play he's having a terrific oh season. i
1: appreciate it no my son yeah we start district tournament this weekend and um he had a great regular season and team did better than we thought and he just wants to win so thanks for asking we're gonna we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep going but tell had you a, what, we had a great year
0: we've got a few bears that are uh Sikkim 365 members who have sons that are Having great seasons, uh, Jeffrey Mills. Do you remember Doug Mills from AK Side? Sure, of course. Yeah, of course, so yeah, Doug's uh, son Jeffrey's a starter at Air Force and having a great season. Yep. Uh, and then um, uh, Josh Martin, Nate Martin was the uh, Sun Belt Player of the Week. I think he averaged 19 points and 13 rebounds or something like that for Marshall. He's tearing it up. Uh, they're using him as a point forward, junior forward there, and I think he's had like 11 or 12 double doubles, so having a great That's season. Great. And I'm sure there's some great. others that I'm missing. But uh good to see nice. Baylor Diehard uh folks that, you know, have kids that are doing well. It's that's always fun.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're all proud of our kids no matter what they do, but when they when they fall in love with your favorite sport, it's a whole lot more fun.
0: And <laughs> no doubt. All right, you've been listening to a Sick'em three sixty five podcast with Ashley Hodge and James Perry after Baylor's seventy seven to sixty nine win over UCF Sick'em Bears.
1: Sick 'em.